Hello and welcome to Coco Pods, a podcast of the Birth Center for Natural Deliveries Foundation. My name is Dr. Bola Sagade. I'm a women's health specialist. On this podcast, we talk about all the issues relating to maternal health. Today, we are fortunate to have with us Jojo and B, all the way from Atlanta, just had a baby, and they're going to be talking to us about the whole pregnancy and childbirth experience. Thank you for coming and welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having us. Yes, thank you for oh, man. We, we have a beautiful baby girl that we had right here at this birthing center. Um, I was going to display her name because uh, funny, we, we came on a podcast to do um, talk about our naming ceremony, but turns out we just ended up sending a text message to our family yeah. and telling them the baby's name. Yeah. <laughs> it's something I do that we still want to keep kind of private, but um, baby girl, she's right outside in the car and um, we had her about a month ago and the experience was just so covered um, by the most high and the Holy Spirit. It was I have to give credit back to God for, um, you know, just the way the birthing went, because prior it was a lot of complications that arise in my pregnancy. Funny, um, at the latter half of my pregnancy, did these things. Yeah, Yeah, right at the ninth month. Um, So just to get into um, my pregnancy, um, everything went normally. Like like I said, it started right when um, I was nine months pregnant. We was um, with our midwife um, and. I think it's better to always have a home birth. Um, with my first child, we ended up having, uh, we went to the hospital because we were kind of nervous to have a home birth. Um, and that was just such a crazy, crazy <laughs> experience. It was terrible. I hated having my baby yeah, in bad. the hospital. Oh, but and I, we can go all day talking about that. But it's just, it was really bad. Um, <laughs> and I would never want to do that again. So my second child ended up having a home birth and it was just, such a beautiful experience. And I recommend um, more women to, you know, be courageous and know that you have that natural instinct to know when to push the baby out. Like you as the mom and the baby, you all are linked together. You know how to push the baby out and you really don't need to have all these other people around you. And the most important thing you can have when no matter where, where you are having a baby is faith. Um, and I think it's really important to have that, especially in the comfort of your own home. Um, so when I had, when we had our son, it was a really beautiful experience. And that's when we met our, our midwife. So we had two different midwives, this midwife, we ended up taking on her for our third pregnancy and everything was going smoothly. And then the ninth month, we just had some problems with my blood type and, you know, we got sent off to specialists to, you know, speak on, forgive me, <laughs> uh, to speak on my pregnancy and um, my blood type and how that might affect the child. Um, and we're really holistic. We don't like having any shots. We, we really don't do things like that. We, we try to best our best to be, well, actually, we are completely free of vaccinations and whatnot because um, we just don't really follow through with all the things, especially when it comes to children. Um, so I was not really willing to take this um, specific shot they wanted me to have for my blood type um, while being pregnant, especially. Um, and so they said that I would have one physician. I wanted to actually read off uh, what they said. And, you know, people just speaking from a doc- doctorate type, um, you know, their background, their medical experience and expertise based off, uh, you know, what they believe would happen, leaving out, you know, the most high to just try to think more so just, you know, just medical things. So what was spoken to me was, you know, um, 
my titters or titers, mm-hmm. I was too late to have this um, specific shot they wanted me to have. And it prevented immunization or whichever. Um, it was a lot of risk involved. Oh, this said I'm, my, my baby will have fetal anemia, um, makes for a very challenging labor, basically. And that home birth is an outcome needs to be solely in my hands, basically just saying that I was going to have a, a bad labor and that I was going <laughs> to hemorrhage and all these different things. Um, so all that to say, we had to end up transferring. Um, our midwife transferred us like literally when I was like 37 weeks pregnant. <laughs> so, um, like I said, the hospital was such a terrible experience. I didn't really want to go back to the hospital. So, um, I was just looking online, like, you know, alternatives for, um, <laughs> having a home birth, but you know, not at your house. <laughs> and, um, so crazy, like um, Birthing Center Foundation for Natural Deliveries was the first thing that popped up. And we'd never seen it before. And I'd never seen that before. And um, I just think that was kind of a, I feel like that was the most high speaking to me <laughs> through the phone because it's just funny. It was the first thing that popped up on Google. And I looked it up and I looked at the um, nurses and well, the doctors that were here. And I was just like, wow, they're all women. Um they're all black women too, you know, just for me, cause I'm a black woman. If that made me comfortable, I'm not saying that it would have been anything else, but it made me comfortable because you know, that's my background. So it's kind of like being at home. It'd be right. something similar to a home birth. And, right. um, when we came here, um, of course we had to do some things that make us official clients <laughs> and we're doing all this within, you know, moments of this baby days, yeah. days of this yeah. baby being here um thank thank you again sorry to interrupt i just want to say thank you it it was it was it was intense to be able to speak to you and for you to be able to i guess like really stop what you were doing in the sense to allow us to go through the necessary steps because like like you said you were pretty much on vacation when we (laughs) (laughs) when we um initially made contact with you and were looking to become your patients, you were totally tied up. And I don't even think you really had an opening at the time. Somebody ended up canceling. So yeah, it was, it was definitely blessed for us to be able to to make it here. It was very blessed. So um, we get here. Uh, We're not official clients, but you guys just took us on. Like we were (laughs) like, I felt like to me in my head, I always knew that we would, when from that moment, I knew we was going to have our baby here. Um, like I said, it's not the hospital. It's not your house, but it's a good in-between. <laughs> um, and so uh, what was the first thing that was mentioned to us um, for why it might be possible that we wouldn't have the baby here? We needed the charts, and they honestly wanted to know why we were transferred. It, w- it, was re- it wasn't really spoken, but I, I felt it. It, mm-hmm. was, it was, okay, why are you guys transferring in the ninth month of care? Like, what's going on? So... Um, the charts didn't come immediately. That was one thing. So we had to get the charts. And then once we officially got the charts and were officially transferred, then we started to go, they started to do like the legwork to see, okay, well, what's going on? What what, I see what the charts say, but let's do our own assessment and see. Oh yeah. Why my blood um, taken? Right. Right. Almost every time I came here, I had to get my blood taken. I mean, we had to kind of do things speedily because we wanted to know where we're going to officially have our our child here <laughs> because of uh, uh, not only my blood type, but there was, what was it? It was something else. It was the, 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 I know titers the going through. The oh, placenta. Oh, 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 uh, what is that called? 
what is it called? The antibodies? Yeah. The antibodies. And RH RH antibodies, wasn't it? Or because I'm O positive. Yeah. Yeah. That yeah. and um your I, weight? Uh, the baby weight too. The baby weight yeah. and I was um my my uh my blood was too low or, or something like Platelet. that. Yes. My platelets, ah. that's what it was. Platelets. <laughs> it was my platelets. <laughs> they were incredibly low. And it's yeah. so funny because like <laughs> I feel like the most high put us in this circumstance, you know, intentionally so that we may be able to share this testimony. Because right. um out oh, of yeah. all my pregnancies, I never had issues with my blood. Like it was it was amazing that that and I'm just like, okay, why is this happening? Right now, <laughs> right now, third pregnancy, um, ninth month. Why is this happening right now? Um, my platelets were incredibly low, which would have caused um, postpartum hemorrhaging, which was a big um, nerve factor for physicians outside of this um, facility and here. Um, so which is why it was kind of a little bit delayed in um, us being able to be official clients. So we did blood tests every time I came um, and I'm like 37 <laughs> weeks pregnant. I have to mention that because um you know, like I said before, the baby could come at any time. Right. Um, and we kept getting these blood tests. And every time we came here, we definitely prayed. Prayer was a big um, factor in this whole experience of me, of us um, delivering this child. Um, and so at one point, well, before we came here, my my midwife wanted me to do a, a sonogram of the baby because uh, we just wanted to get, you know, all the T's crossed, all the I's dot, dotted. And um the baby was apparently basically like six pounds. No, not even six pounds. She no, was, was like four. four. She yeah, was four, four pounds um, inside of me, which is like, you know, I'm nine months pregnant. That's not supposed to happen. I'm supposed to have a, a larger child and that. My children before were seven pounds each. Um, and so that was something that was just like, okay, I don't understand why that's happening. I feel good. I feel healthy. Um but, you know, just something that would have caused us to maybe not have the baby here. So uh, and that was just like right before we came here. So then when we came here, you all ordered us to go to a different sonogram is um, a, a different hospital. You know, results probably would have been the same. What <laughs> the factor was us praying while being in this office. Yeah. We prayed and we asked the most high um, to move in our circumstance. And one thing that we learned you know, coming into this experience and at that time as well, um, we was listening to, you know, um, the most high and reading scriptures and um, just moving in the spirit. And one thing that was spoken to us through spirit was when you ask the most high for something, you have to be certain that that's going to happen for you. Um, You have to operate in faith and faith is basically knowing that this is going to happen, you know, especially for something positive and, and righteous, of course, I got to put that on there. Right. And so when you're asking for him to make a miracle be in your life, you have to know that your father is going to give you, he's going to supply your need. So doubt should not be anywhere in that, um, right. in that prayer. We and asking. heard that like two nights before yeah. we delivered, we came down here on what, like a Tuesday, you had like a false alarm. What was it like on the 21st? I believe mm-hmm. we had a false alarm. We thought we were going to labor. I was, I, that was my first day back at work after a week off from a cavity. Um, so I'd gone to the dentist and I was like, okay, I need some time off. Cause obviously we're getting ready to have a baby. I'm like, yeah, give me like a couple days off. <laughs> so <laughs> I was able to get seven days off. And after I took those seven days off, the 21st was basically the eighth day. So I went back to work and mind you, that was her due date. That was our due date no, for yeah. for our latest bundle of joy. <laughs> so she calls me. I, I was at work for what, like two hours. I, yes. was, I hadn't even gone. <laughs> she, she calls me. She's like, it's time. Let's go. I'm like, okay. 
All right. So we hop in the car. We drive down here. Mind you, we're from Atlanta, so it's like an hour away from here. So we finally get down here. We get the hotel. Um, they check your cervix, I believe. And you weren't even like, you were what, four centimeters? I think I was, or a little less than that, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You were like four centimeters or something like that. So we got sent back to the hotel, but we came across this video mm-hmm. on um, YouTube. And it was basically just another testimony from someone else. And they were basically just saying, when you pray, understand that it it's already taken care of for you because the most high knows you. He already has this situated. He basically knows everything and everyone and how everything's already going to play out. So you have to understand that as long as it's righteous and it's within his will, it's already taken care of. So just be surrounded in Mm -hmm. your answer and know that it's already provided for you. And that's pretty much what we did when we were sitting in the office the day that you ordered the sonogram before we were clients. Cause I skipped ahead a little bit. In the story. Yeah, we did. We're kind of going around. <laughs> so we're, we're hopping around. That's, but, okay. um, that's, that's when the, um, we got that understanding that operating in faith means you're for certain. We know that all things work together for good because the most high loves us. Okay. <laughs> that's probably my child. Out there that's our three-year-old. The <laughs> she says hi. Um, <laughs> you heard that. But, um, Anyway, so we prayed, and like I said, this was like a day or, or two before we got here, where the, the sonogram said that the baby was four, four nine, four yeah, nine. Yeah, so four, this is happening within a week span. We go to a new sonogram, and they tell us after we prayed that our baby basically had upped what, like three, three pounds. pounds? Three she was, pounds. She was seven pounds and like two ounces on that sonogram. That was. Basically four or five days. Yes, hallelujah. That four is so days. amazing. Yeah. So within four to five days, our baby inside the womb went from four point nine pounds to seven point um two pounds. And so the, yeah. that basically means that you know when she came out, she was six pounds because the sonogram can't tell you exactly how take, yeah. um the weight is. But the point is there was a difference in the weight gain, and I give praises hallelujah. to the most high, praises, hallelujah, yeah. because um we operated in faith and we were for certain that these things were going to take place. And that's why I believe we were brought here today to share this testimony because um, even you yourself and the, um, the physicians here were like, okay, this baby weight is, is kind of low and right. it's a little bit unusual, unusual for us too, because we're not usually having babies who are low birth weight right. um, or, you know, weight in, in the womb. And in this case, this baby, oh my goodness, she had um, reached up to uh, three pounds heavier within five days that is so crazy that is amazing all praises to the most high because that is a miracle that is a miracle because i don't know how long it usually takes for babies to you know a little grams here some grams there right that's like within months where that happened but because we operated in faith and we trusted in our heavenly father to make things happen in our lives they took place right it happened. Right. And that is just like, wow. wow. So that, that was one of the major testimonies that I wanted to share today. Wow. Um, you wow. know, always, always pray. And, and when you pray, make sure you know that these things are going to happen. You know, as a father on earth will love his child, so will your heavenly father. And he will give you um, amazing gifts and just show love to you. And I, I'm very grateful um, to be in this office as well, because, you know, when we came here, it was just, you know, Christian and gospel music playing all around. Just the vibes were just really nice here. So 
I, I truly do believe that we was placed in this um, circumstance that we may be able to share um, our testimonies. And then, oh, to further the testimony, um, <laughs> that was why I, I didn't even give birth to the baby yet. Um, so our platelets were able to be um, at enough, good enough for us to become official clients. Right. So hallelujah right for that. that and that, at that point, I was, uh, I think, 39 weeks when yeah. we were official clients. Right. Uh, and if you know anything about pregnancy, I could have been having a baby at that week, you know, <laughs> because I know whenever the weekend would come and I didn't really have, I wasn't an official client. I'd be like, if I have this baby, am I going to have it at the house? Or am I going to go to the hospital? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was, it was I was really just I was like, like, what am I going to do? Because the hospital was just something we really wasn't going to um, try to do. Um, you know, we're not crazy folks. If something were terribly went wrong we would have went to the hospital but um like i said just it was a very time sensitive thing so at 39 weeks we were official clients hallelujah um and then i think uh what was that maybe i had the baby actually at 40 40 was it 40 weeks yeah we induced induced it yeah 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 40 i I was gonna say 42 but no i had the baby at 40 weeks the next week i had um the baby and she was I think four days after her due date. Um, But anyway, so the thing that was happening still, my platelets, they weren't really the best, but they were good enough for us to become official clients. And they were still low. So I ended up taking um, this medication for me to be able to uh, get my platelets up within a certain amount of time. And we got one more time. We had got my blood drawn. Um, but I had the baby before we even got the results <laughs> from that one. <laughs> um, so uh, there was an issue of uh, still the postpartum hemorrhaging that was possible to happen. And I'm doing research and stuff on this. And, you know, basically that could mean that my placenta, uh, you know, could still be on the uterine wall or there just be an excess of blood. And, uh, you know, I was just trying to do my research on it. And I was just like, OK, well, of course, I kept praying that these things didn't take place. So um, I had the baby. Um, one forty-four a.m. Um, hallelujah! If anyone know what that number means, <laughs> um, we had the baby at that time, and uh, there was there was no postpartum hemorrhaging. Everything went fine. Placenta came out whole. Okay, and um, my baby. There was also um, my my midwife prior to you know people just speaking from a medical perspective was saying that my baby was going to have jaundice. Her eyes were going to be yellow because I remember us was we were looking up things to put the baby under lights for the jaundice. Billy Rubin yeah, uh, blanket we and look, light. We oh, they were so expensive. They were like two hundred dollars. But we were going to buy it sure. just to be certain. But um, that was when we was in a different care after we came here. You know, we just our faith just kept continually being increased because a lot of times when something really beautiful takes place in life, it's always going to be this negative entity that's going to try to destroy you and distract you. And one of my favorite scriptures during this time period was Psalms 23, knowing that we walk through the valley of the shadow of death, but we are in fear of no evil. And the shadow of death for me was just distractions and people telling me that, um, you know, this is going to happen that's going to happen. You should be concerned. You should be worried. And I was just like, these are just distractions. It's the valley of shadow of death. I am not going to be in fear of no evil. I'm going to know that the most high is with me through this process. So, um, like I said, we gave birth to the baby and no jaundice eyes were so beautiful and gorgeous and white. Okay. (laughs) Not yellow. They were white. Her skin, her color was, was already showing. And 
Hallelujah. Mm-hmm. So it was so beautiful. We didn't know what, what what gender we was going to have. We ended up having a baby girl at that time we found out. And, oh, man, it was just such a beautiful experience. Like I said, I, I, I know I probably sound redundant on this, but I just wanted to, whoever's listening to drive this in their head that you need to have faith, you need to operate in faith, and you need to know that you can manifest um, beautiful things to happen in your life. And it's funny because that's, that's straight from scripture, but you may hear this in different books and, um, you know, different entrepreneurs will probably tell you this um, manifestation. You can manifest this amount of money. You can manifest this type of lifestyle. Um, but as a man thinketh, so is he. And that's, that's in the scripture. So just know that um, you have the power of manifestation through the power of the tongue. You know, your tongue is speaks life or death. Speak life into your situation. When you pray, Know that these things are going to happen because we are living testimony that prayer is is so strong and it's so real. And the Most High is, is just moving in, in, in our lives and his presence is known here on this earth. And so we just want to give praise to the Most High um, during this pro- podcast because we have the opportunity to share with others and have others listen to us. And so I just want to influence people to be more involved in your spirituality and know that the most high is here he is real and his power is real and his love is so strong and so that's what i wanted to share with the people today wow wow you know this is just amazing and i'm, I'm gonna let b also talk mm-hmm. you know your delivery was so peaceful you mm-hmm. know you guys also made sure it was just so calm and peaceful there was even limited photography, limited in intervention. It was so beautiful. And, you know, I talked to you after the baby and you guys told me you wanted to do a naming ceremony. And that caught my attention because, um, and even before I go to the naming ceremony, I want to say for sure that when you walk through our doors, your faith touched me. You know, indeed, I, I was out, but there was, I, I kept saying there's something about this family and I kept reviewing your records. And just like you guys were praying, I was praying for direction to do the right thing by you, you know, to make sure that we had a good outcome. And I just want to say I'm very grateful to God for bringing you. There was something when you guys walked through the door, you know, no, everybody was just pulled to you, you know. And, you know, I had a stack of records. I was highlighting and reviewing everything as if I was studying for a board exam. <laughs> and, you know, eventually, you know, and I talked to all the previous providers, made a lot of due diligence on my part, just investigated things, re-evaluated things. And, you know, with the knowledge that God gave me as a physician and with your prayer and my prayer, we were truly able to have a good outcome for both mother and baby. And I just want to thank you because you guys are, are, you're beautiful people. But I remember, you know, after the delivery, you guys said, we are going to have a naming ceremony. And that caught my attention because that is a huge African culture in that when the, even in in America, when the uh, Nigerian babies are born, at times there is no name written on the birth certificate because we want to wait for that time when we have a special honoring ceremony to announce the name. 
But then you guys cracked me up <laughs> so much because even though you had a naming ceremony planned, B, can you talk to us about this process? Yeah. <laughs> it, it's funny. It's funny because I have some family members who are actually from Nigeria as well on my mother's side of the family. And um, my sister actually is married to a Nigerian guy as well. So, um that's part of where the inspiration for the name and ceremony came from. It was just a way to give not only our new baby girl a sense of culture and understanding directly out of the womb, but to allow our other children, our son and our our oldest daughter to see that, you know, each of you are special in your own way. And it doesn't, you know, there's not a lot of representation or not when I was growing up, there wasn't a lot of representation as far as culture when it comes to brown people, mm-hmm. black people in this, in this country, you know, not that I was able to see and not in my childhood. So that's something that we're trying to do or that we are doing. That's something that we're doing for our children, just removing that generational hold, if you will, of not having representation and not being able to be a part of certain things culturally. I feel like them having a name and ceremony, even though it's a Nigerian custom, we are diaspora, you know, we are still African. Even if we're here in America, we are Israel, you know? So there's no limitation. There's no bounds when it comes to, the culture that we're able to take on and really become and be a part of and to start practicing in our homes. There's no reason why we shouldn't be able to do that. So we just felt like the naming ceremony was totally appropriate. The only thing was nobody told us how much preparation. (laughs) Yeah. Like how do you even do a naming ceremony? (laughs) And my brother-in-law, he was just like, you know, I I got you. I'll take care of everything. And then we were like, okay, this baby's like seven days old. This baby doesn't have a name yet. Yeah. It's just so funny because, um, My um my mom, she was um calling me <laughs> and um she was just like, Oh, I'm so happy, you know, for the baby. Um only thing is like when people ask me what her name is, it's so embarrassing. I'm just like, I don't know. I'm like, aren't you the grandma? Like, why don't you know her name? And this is like eight days later. So right. it's just like, okay, well, you know what? Let's just do a mass group chat. Right. And I'll just put the baby's name in there, what it means. And <laughs> we'll send it off that way because I just, I didn't want to go like a month and we didn't have the naming, the name of the it, baby. Was like, hey. He was fine with it, but it's just like, I kind of felt the pressure from my family. Like, okay, well, what's the baby's name? <laughs> And I, and I felt even worse. My mom was like, you know, people were asking her what the baby, and she's the grandma, and right. she didn't know what the name was. So I was just like, let me just go ahead and send this off. <laughs> but next time, yeah, next, next time, next sure. baby, um, we're going to have a naming ceremony, and um, we may not we're going to be in the states. To be honest, yeah, I, mean, I don't know, but we'll, we'll be a, a lot more prepared um, at that point in time.